On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I get ready for game number two of this three-game trip. Sixers visiting the Memphis Grizzlies, pardon me, tonight for game two, and both teams coming off a loss. But before we get started with that, we also need to talk about our impressions of the team through the first quarter point of the season. We'll dive into it all next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. What's up, D? What's happening, man? How's it going? Everything good? Yeah, everything good. Everything's good. So In Memphis? Yeah, Memphis, Tennessee's. Yeah. Is it warm there or is it kind of chilly there? No, it's kind of chilly, man. It's like, it's kind of chilly. It's like, you know, it's in its 30s, you know, a little windy. It's, um, yeah, it's kind of, it ain't like back home. I heard it's cold back home, huh? It is. It is. It's kind of, yeah, it's not kind of chilly. It's cold here. <laughs> the hawk is out, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, at least you can get some good food while you're there visiting. Oh, I already have, bro. <laughs> when I got off the plane. I mean, but I was hungry, though. But as soon as I got off the plane, I got, I don't know if it was good or not, or if I was just hungry, though, to be honest with you. You know how hey, you get to that point? <laughs> as long as it was good to you, that's all that matters. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, everybody, thanks so much. Welcome to uh, Locked On 76. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia. That's Keith Pompey of the Inquire.com, Sixers beat writer. And we want to thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76 is free and available on all platforms, including right here, YouTube, uh, right here, Locked On 76 ers Well, Keith, the Sixers and the Memphis Grizzlies uh, tonight, uh, they go at it. Game two of this road trip for the Sixers, three-game trip. Looking to bounce back after the uh, ugly performance on Wednesday against the Cleveland Cavaliers. And uh, we need to dive into what, of course, later on in the in this in this uh, podcast of what they need to do to win this game and bounce back. We also want to talk about uh, where where they are right now after 22 games, the first quarter point of the season of the 81 82 game season uh, of your impressions of this basketball team uh, so far through 22, 12 and 10 on the season. And uh, that's where we are at this point after last night's loss. They've had a couple of three game win streaks. I believe they had one four game win streak and that's about it. But other than that, it's been an up and down first part of the season here for this basketball team, injuries included. So I ask you first, Keith, um, what are your impressions of this team through the first 22 games of the season? You know, I will have to say that this team is a resilient group. And I know this is something that people talked about before. But I think, you know, when you when you factor in the injuries that they had and how, you know, heading into um, Wednesday's night's loss, they won, uh, you know, three straight and and seven out of nine games. Right. So those are the thing that stands with me. But outside of that, you know, it's one of those things where you you will say incomplete out. I mean, in regards to determining how good this team is, because as good as they played recently, you know, we know that they haven't been able to play with their 
their dogs, like all three of them, like Maxi, Harden, Embiid, and the group. You know, uh, they've only had six games total where they had their uh, starting lineup intact. So, you know, a lot of things that we're seeing is going to change. And, and I think that this team is still going to go through some ups and downs. But, you know, I will say they are resilient. But outside of that, they're a little bit incomplete in, re, in, re, in, in, in terms of, like, seeing how good they are. Like, it's, it's, it's the big unknown, in my opinion. Well, yeah, we really don't know how good they are right now or even how bad they are with not having everybody in the lineup to, to see. But what stands out to me, yes, the nine games that they – I mean, the six games that they've played and uh, last uh, – six before last night they were – nine before last – no, six, I'm sorry. Six before last night they were six and nine uh, in, in, the, in, in those – in nine days. Nine days, six games, and they uh, – Played pretty well uh, overall, uh, especially with all the absences that were there from the, the guys that you mentioned. Uh, sorry about that. And uh, with those guys out, but still being able to play those nine games, have six wins and six and three record in those nine games, it's pretty good with all things considered. But even with that, uh, this first part of the season has been a disappointment for me because I thought that they would get out to the, out of the gate a little bit better i thought they would get out much uh a much better team sure things take a while when you bring in so many new players pj tucker starting DeAnthony melton playing some solid minutes and and heavy minutes and then you look at montrez harrell switching things up with paul reed daniel house also getting in the flow they take time and, and they do but even with that some of the games that they had that were losses early on like San Antonio, even though it was a good team at that time, they have now fallen back where they're supposed to be. Uh, San Antonio, Minnesota, losing those types of games. The New York Knicks, uh, losing to them. Those were disappointments to me uh, because I thought that they would get off to a much better start. I thought they were a better basketball team. And things happen in the NBA where you lose them. But I had projected them out to be a much better squad. Now, while they are in sixth place in the Eastern Conference and the, the way that things were trending for them, uh, early on, uh, they were as as low as out of the play-in tournament because that's how poorly it, where they were in terms of their record and the standings. It's not over, as you mentioned, but just through the first 22, it has been disappointing to see how they have played. And yes, we can lean on the injuries with three-star players. Tobias Harris missed two games also. Uh, but even with that, those games that they dropped early on uh, were troublesome for me. And they have since cleaned some of those things up. Now, when we look at the next 20 and uh, see where they go with the next 20 games, I, I'd be very curious to see if we revisit this after the next 20 to see uh, what they've done, how well they've played or, or how well they have not played and what this team looks like as far as the rotation goes when Harden and Maxi do, in fact, come back. Yeah, I agree. My, here's the thing, though. I, I, I... You know, but one thing is, I think that um, we're getting a little bit. We're, I mean, again, you got the three players out, and they're playing all these games, right, in in X amount of days. So I get that, but I also think that now the one thing that you can't do anything about the three players out, but I do think that we're getting a little hoodwinked a little bit. Like, I, I think that we're, we're people, or we're listening, all of us, me included, everybody. I think we're listening to some of the rhetoric coming out 
about like woe is me and and the, and the reason why i'm saying that is is because like every team that the sixers are playing like there's been times when i've been on the road with the sixers and they've been literally in somebody's hometown while that team is playing at night so the sixers although we're saying yeah they're playing a lot of games it's been sometimes they've been placing facing teams on the second end of a back-to-back while they've been sitting in there so it's like you know when stuff goes wrong we tend to say hey but look at our schedule look at our schedule now the one thing that you can't say is i don't know too many teams that had their top three quote-unquote scorers sideline at the same time i i don't know that but you know this memphis team that they're going to play tonight has a key person injured the team that they played two nights ago had key members injured you know there's a lot of teams in the league like that but you know and again i just feel like we're getting swept up in like some rhetoric that's going around that they're the only team that's injured you know what i mean and um and it's not you i'm not saying a knock at neither one of us it's just that you know i, I think like when we start doing that like yeah they're going to get better they're going to have better players but i mean they're going to have uh the players when they come back they're going to be cool but the one thing you pinpointed was when all those players were around they didn't look good i mean you know the last thing we saw was the last time that james harden like basically played without Joel Embiid, the big question was, how are you going to get Embiid in rhythm? And they were like, that's a good question. Because as much as we talk about how good Harden look and Embiid looks without Harden, Harden looked great without Embiid. So it's just, you know what I mean? This team just has bigger problems than just being tired. Well, one of the things that we wanted to discuss on this podcast also was what do they need to do to get back into, as we've seen these last three games in a row that they um, that they won. Um, they looked pretty good. They did some good things. And B came back for these last two, losing last night. And then they'll get Harden and Maxi back at some point. We wanted to talk about what they need to do going forward to make sure that they stay within that top echelon of the Eastern Conference as all of those players do, in fact, come back. And we'll do that next right here as we stay with you for a little bit longer here, right here, Locked On 76ers. Locked On 76ers. But before we do that, before we do all that, I want to talk to y'all about Bet Online, right? You know, I really like Bet Online. I'm not a gambling man, but I still like it, right? And why? Because Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer to esports. We've got it all at betonline.net, right? So here, here's the thing. And if you love podcasts, you can find those on Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fits. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. You got to do it today, people. Definitely do it today. Might as well. Yeah, uh, might as well. You can get a big slate of basketball games tonight. So it, it's uh, you might as well jump on in there. Thanks for making Locked On 76 as your first listen today. 
For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. All right. Well, Keith, and you said, you know, being a, a little, you know, hoodwinked a little bit, having things uh, pulled over our eyes a bit in terms of how we look at, you know, the injuries and, and things of that nature. And they're not the only ones that deal with injuries in the NBA. We know that. Um, it's never just your team that's dealing with injuries in any sport. So uh, while they haven't been complete, and they do need to get those players back. What um, do you feel needs to uh, improve in general with this basketball team uh, as we get ready for this uh, second part of the schedule? Uh, also looking at, um, you know, the fact that we ha they have this seven-game homestand upcoming. What is it that really stands out for you that needs to be improved upon for this basketball team? I think the rotation. I mean, you know, I, I think moving forward, you know, the rotation needs to be proved upon. I mean, the coaching uh, with that, I mean, I think a guy like Shake Milton has proven that he needs more minutes. I also think one of the biggest thing that they need to prove upon on now, again, is is basically this ball movement. Like, you know, we look back at it and, and well, basically, uh, James Harden said one thing early. He said ball movement is great but you also need to have certain roles. You need certain people handling the ball, certain people scoring, and certain people like doing other things. And just by based off of the last game that they played, you know, Joel Embiid, I get it. I like him with the ball in his hand, this and that. But I felt like early on they were stagnant. Shake Milton has established himself to be a pretty good ball handler for this team. Now, again, he ain't going to, you know, be an all-league point guard or something like that, maybe not even a six-man in the year. But it just seemed like he there was a flow to when he was playing. And it just seemed like there was times where Joel Embiid was playing point center, trying to get teammates involved, when Shake was the guy recently who had a lot of success with that. So I think that's on the coaches, man. Because I know, like, Joel is, is the guy, and he's going to do what he wants, right? You, you think. But I feel like the coach has got to step up and start defining these roles a little bit and get guys in the right spot and then make sure that they can keep can continue to gel. Because if, if Shake didn't play, I would have told you they need to go get a point guard. But he's showing me that he could be a third ball handler. Oh, you've you seen enough now? Um. You know, I put it this way. I've seen enough to I can get by with stuff until I really need to upgrade, if that makes sense. Like, you know, I'm not ready to buy a new car, but I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I'm just going to fix those brakes. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you do some things to the, tweak the engine a little bit. And then when I need a new car, I'll get one. Because I'm just saying, like, the, he just looks to me. And this isn't a knock on Maxi, but he just looks like a better point guard, not a better player, but a better point guard right now in regards to decision making. Well, and he's Maxie. done it before. Um, yeah, yeah. He played a lot of that at SMU in college, and he he did some of that uh, with the Blue Coats and with the Sixers. When but he didn't look like this though. 
I mean, no, he just said yeah. in general, being playing yeah. the position, he's played the position. Yeah. Yeah. He knows yeah. how to play it much better. Where Maxi has never played the position like that. He was always just a scorer. With Shake was both. Yeah. So that that's a that's a good one, and I, I don't disagree with you. And trying to establish the the um, the roles that everyone will have, I think that is really important. Once everyone comes back, and of course when Harden comes back, and whenever Maxi comes back, we'll talk about the fit with them back into the lineup. But overall. Absolutely. Uh, the roles need to be more defined once those players do, in fact, come back uh, to the fold and, and helping them out. So uh, that that's a great one. That uh, really is a great one. And I, I don't disagree with anything that you said there uh, about that. So um, I, I just think that in terms of what they need to do going forward in general is just uh, number one, getting off to the good starts, uh, I think is important for them. And so they can establish things when they start these games off. And also the energy needs to be there all the time. I mean, look, you can't go the entire 48 minutes and you're busting it every single minute. But the energy and and all of that has to be there for this basketball team. It seems like watching them so far through the first 22, where too many times we've talked about after the games that Doc Rivers even said has said it that the energy wasn't there. The energy level was lacking in that particular game, whatever one that they lost. And that's something that can't, can't be uh, true going forward. And so those are a few things for me, fast starts, better starts. And uh, also the energy level, bringing it every single minute that you can out while you're out there on the floor and not just, and I'm not saying that they quit. I'm just saying that sometimes you can see where the other team plays with more energy and effort than the Sixers do. I agree. All right, and our final one on the other side, we, in fact, get into the Sixers and the Grizzlies. We'll talk about them next. What needs to happen in order for them to win this game tonight? And I'm sure I can't wait to hear some of the keys to the game for Keith. I'll give mine, and I will do that right here next, Locked On 76ers. Welcome back. Locked on 76 is Keith Pompey, uh, Divine Givens with you. All right, Keith, big one tonight for the Sixers. You're in Memphis for this one at 8 o'clock start time here uh, locally for us uh, because the Sixers and the Memphis Grizzlies will go at it. The Grizzlies have a 12-9 and record after last night's loss that they had in their game against the Minnesota Timberwolves, who were without Carl Anthony Towns but Anthony Edwards. And that group uh, walked away with the win. And this is going to be a tough matchup led by John Morant, of course, Jaron Jackson Jr., Dylan Brooks, Stephen Adams, Desmond Bain is out. You mentioned that in the first segment there without one of their key players. Desmond Bain is that player, but they have a lot of other uh, contributing players from Brandon Clark, Ty, Tyus Jones, uh, John Conchar. They have guys that you're looking and you're saying, Taylor Jenkins in the front office, where did you find some of these players that are in this rotation? But they fit. They work. And they help. And right now, they are currently, as I said, sitting there with a a record after this past game of twelve and nine. The Sixers are twelve and ten. The Grizzlies are five and five. Keith in their last ten games overall. 
keys to the game for me. Uh, I'll start off since you uh, you started things off in the first two segments. It's the usual suspects for me. Number one is to forget about uh, the game that took place on Wednesday. This is a whole nother game. So you can't go back on that except for simply knowing that you play poorly and, and come back and give a much better effort. So as I talked about in the last segment with the effort and all, get off to a much better start. And they scored 21 points in that first quarter, although they were only down by three against Cleveland. Scoring 21 points in that first quarter wasn't necessarily just because their defense uh, had uh, only allowed 24. Their defense was good at the, at the outset. And then we know that that big run that the Cleveland Cavaliers went on. So, again, a good start, much better start uh, tonight against this Memphis team. They are fast. They have really good defense. They get up and down the floor. They want to get out and transition. So you have to slow things down and transition against this Grizzlies team, the pace in which Ja Morant likes to play with, those guys keep up, and they get points on the board. They definitely put points on the board. Secondly, as always, turnovers. Protect the basketball. Give yourself a chance. And and, and with that, I think that they will bowl pretty well if they can protect the basketball and maybe cause some turnovers on the other end. And third and final one for me, I only give three, is to keep the ball moving from side to side and not to your, what you mentioned earlier, the stagnant nature of this team quite a bit through the first 20 plus games is things can get that way and the ball was moving when they were winning when those three guys were out one is back in Embiid, and they found a way to win that game against atlanta and it was a close win it was a good win not so much last night now while he was looking for people early on in the game he did look for people joel Embiid did he had four assists in the first quarter it has to remain that way uh, in order to win when you do find him and he has an opportunity to go up against Steven Adams and try to get his work in, do it. And Steven Adams is, is a good defender. He's a veteran defender, knows how to play Embiid, and he can get physical with him. So it's going to be tough uh, for him to score, but it's not out of the question because he's been doing it before his whole career uh, against Steven Adams. But the ball has to move from side to side. And when you do have John Moran out there, as much as he's going to make you work as a defensive player on the other end, make him work. Don't give him any... Don't give him any outs. Maybe they slide him on P.J. Tucker just to give him a break in that corner where they'll have everybody else uh, starting off with Dylan Brooks maybe on, um, let's see, Dylan Brooks will defend Shake Milton and or, or, or uh, whoever the other guard is will defend Shake Milton or DeAnthony Melton. Jaron Jackson will be on Tobias Harris and they'll put Ja Morant on P.J. Tucker to hide. Don't let him off the hook. If that's the case, come set some screens and get him in some action where he has to defend and don't let him rest because we know he'll use all that energy on the, on the other end. So those are a few keys for me uh, for this game tonight. And just have much better effort, man. Much better effort and energy in this game tonight than you had on, on Wednesday. Yeah, my, my keys are going to be kind of sort of like Cliff Nerds version because it's kind of similar to yours. I do think they need to have better effort. And I also agree that they got to move the ball. I mean, I felt like, you know, you did say Joel had four assists in the first quarter. But to me, it looked like, and I know Tobias is sick, um, but it just seemed like he was a bystander. Like, he just was out there. You know what I mean? It was like he just wasn't really involved a lot un until he started taking the ball and trying to do certain things. But to me, there's the matchups, two matchups that I really want to pay attention to. And as one is um, like the main one is going to be um, uh, Stephen Adams and, and Joel Embiid. You know, I know we talked about it, but Stephen Adams has actually had 
a lot of success against Joel through the years. You know, now Joel, the last game he played on, I think he got the best of him. But before that, it was one of those things where Steven just used brute strength and would like move him around a little bit. And to me, you know, this is one of those games where we, you know, Joel had the 59 points. You know, he's been averaging 32 points since James Harden's been out. But this is that game where we want to, you want to see this. And another game that he's going to have, they're going to have to need this from him for him to, to, to like, you know, for them to be successful. Also, I want to see like, like Ja Morant, who the Sixers are going to put on Ja. Like initially, you think it's going to be your guy Melton, right? Yeah, it has to be. But after that, who else is going to come in? Like how much is Matisse going to come in and play against them? Use some length against them, things like that. But to me, that that that's the thing. And um, and you know, like to me, that that right there is it. Now, the thing is, the thing about Memphis is they're a young team, athletic team, and they can play. Like Dylan Brooks, as much as we talk about, as much as we can't stand him. (laughs) Why is it because he's always killing the Sixers? No, I I didn't like him at Oregon either. Um, Oh, okay. Okay. He's a good player. He just annoyed me, his attitude. um, Yeah. Well, you know, that's, but that's part of the stuff that makes you a good player, I guess, you know, when you think you're that guy. But he has been that guy against the Sixers. So, you know, so that's the thing. Everybody always talks about Ja, but I want to know who's going to be on top of Dylan, and uh, because I think he might be a little bit too big for for Matisse the guard. Like yeah, that's, a, that's a PJ Tucker matchup. It's a PJ, but let let's see. Like you know, I like PJ, but typically some of these young dudes who've been like a little bit bigger than him, been getting a little bit of the best of them. Now you know what I mean. So these up and comers. So we'll, we'll see what PJ can do, and we'll see what. Um, Joel does against Steven Adams. That's fair my, enough. Yeah, yeah. Fair, fair enough. I mean, listen, maybe maybe they go a little bit differently and put TJ, PJ on Steven Adams because he's not going to do a lot of work but set screens and all, offensive rebound, put Joel Embiid on Jaron Jackson, and then Tobias Harris will defend Dylan Brooks. So a little bit of cross-matching on that end of the floor, possibly. I don't like that matchup for Tobias, though. Mm, uh, do you like it better than PJ Tucker on him? For I mean, the thing is, we're talking about Jaron Jackson too. So, like, it's just, you know, it's like that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, yeah if, if yeah. you got to pick your spots, and and, and you got to get a little creative and try to see where the better matchups might be, you just cross match and switch guys around a bit. Yeah, you're right. That's we'll possibly. See. So, listen, we'll see. We will see. Uh, what Dan Burke and that defense has in store for uh, the Memphis Grizzlies there tonight in Memphis. Eight o'clock start time locally uh, as the Sixers game two of this three game road trip. We got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. That's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you do get your podcast. Keith, you might as well, uh, you mind letting the good people know where they can find us here tonight? Well, first of all, you need to find my man D on Divine G975, right? So that's what you first thing you need to do. And then after that, you got to listen to the Divine Giving Show from 6 p.m. to 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. tonight, right? 
So, you know, do that. You listen, you know, you, you get your whole, your, all your information. But then also follow uh, me on Twitter as well while you follow him at Pompeii on Sixers. And you can read my stuff in the inquire.com. All right. Well, listen, man, enjoy your time out there in Memphis and uh, have enjoyed a game tonight. Should be a good one. Let's see what the boys do, see if they can walk away with the victory. And we will catch up with you all on Monday as we preview the Houston Rockets hosting the Philadelphia 76ers, the final game of the three-game road trip. And I guess recapping what took place tonight in Memphis. Keith, as always, man, thank you. Deuces, brother. Deuces. All right.